couples will show glowing pictures. I want to, you know, um, uh, wish my husband all the love and my best husband, all the love in the world on his birthday. You know, he's, he's wonderful. He's this, he's that. And meanwhile, they've been fighting for two weeks straight, Mm -hmm. you know? This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how couples can reconnect after an unpleasant holiday season. Stay tuned. We have the gift that keeps on giving, the Hitched Wine Club. Each month, our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, will deliver knockout wines to your door or business that you and your spouse can look forward to each month as your time to sit down, sip, and reconnect. With all the holiday meals hitting the table, you'll also feel great knowing that you won't have to stress about going out and getting wine to serve with it. We have a few different club levels and gift options are also available. To learn more, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Again, hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Um, Karen, for those tuning in for the first time or just needs a, uh, a quick refresher, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Um, we are going to... Talk today, Karen, about uh, dealing with the holiday hangover. Um, by that, I really mean the, that the holidays have come and gone, and unfortunately, they weren't as merry as you and your spouse had hoped. Uh, in fact, you are not happy with each other at all. And whether it was related to fights that you had with uh, relatives that you know bled into your relationship, or the stress of the season. Um, or getting overwhelmed with child obligations, or it might have been the financial stress of uh, all these commitments people have during the holidays. Something, um, and I just rattled off a lot of reasons it could have been, but something um, led to the fact that you guys snapped as a a couple. Um, Somebody blew a gasket, and now you're trying to pick up the pieces the Christmas tree or whatever it is, uh, is in the dumpster and you're now looking at each other steaming. So what's that first step that couples can take to start to mend things? I, I think the best place to start is to acknowledge within yourself and then to each other that um, holidays um, and the the wish for it being um, happy and merry um, is probably not reality. Uh, a lot of what we expect about the holidays is a um, response or a, um, you know, uh, sort of a an expectation that gets built up for us 
from the media, from movies and, you know, from all the hype. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that it can't be pleasant and lovely and wonderful, but there's also some very hard, cruel facts, which is that it's stressful. Um, There's lots of extra chores that you have to do, lots more responsibilities, um, activities that you're involved in, uh, the expenditure of a lot more money uh, during this time, getting things done, having to spend perhaps time with family members that you don't want to be spending time with. So it is a stressful period. And we know that during times of stress, couples will um, get on edge with each other. Uh, you might put your best foot forward with you know, outsiders or people you're not as comfortable with, but the person that you feel the most comfortable with, your mate, mm-hmm. is the one that's going to get the residual negativity from all the stress that you're feeling. So I think the first thing to do is to just acknowledge that this was a difficult period and that each of you were feeling it and that um, the way that you were functioning with each other was the result of this difficult period. Mm-hmm. No, I'm really glad that you brought up the fact that we all try to put on our best face when we're dealing with other outside people. Um, and we, we've talked about this in the past with work, for example. You'll go in and you'll deal with a lot of crap from your boss or coworkers yeah. or whatever. And then you'll come home and just like let it all out. And, you know, it's a lot of times, most of the time, it's not intentional, but your spouse starts feeling the heat from all of that. And yes. when you then start adding in to your point, family members and relatives, um, you know, we, we, everybody's heard the cliche of you don't pick, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) there's obligations where you got to show up. And sometimes you, I mean, again, to not start a family war, you keep it all bottled up and then you get home and then it all comes out. Right. And, um, Uh, So, yeah, that's a that's a really, really great point. Um, Yeah. Okay, so we acknowledging that it's going to be a tough time. That's that's a great point. The other thing that I was going to add to all that stuff, too, is um, with um, the end of the year. So these holidays hit at the end of the year and the end of the year is this wrap up time for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So kids go on vacations, uh, you know, their, their winter breaks or whatnot. Um, I, I, um, go to this piano school. Um, I'm not very good, uh, but I do go to this piano school and there's, and it's like a bunch of kids and I know that it's recital season. So that's mm-hmm. an obligation for all the parents. Um, and then the, just the fact that when kids are, um, on their winter break, you now have just like summer, you now have all this extra responsibility of maybe finding daycare or maybe yes. finding or maybe they're home all the time when they haven't been home all the time and you have a hundred things to do. But now you also have to make sure that they're not setting the house on fire in the background. Mm-hmm. So there's right. all that stuff going on, too. So I just wanted to bring that up as well. Yes, it's a good point. It's okay. a good point. So um, moving forward here, what if some things were said during um, the, the heated exchange that were unintended, but they were really cutting personal things and they're going to be really difficult to walk back. Ouch. Um, you know, one of the rules of fair fighting is to try really, really hard not to say things that are name calling and 
I know we've covered this a long time ago, but I want to remind people that name calling doesn't have to be, you know, oh, you bitch or, you know, you ass or something like that. It can be, you know, you're always so selfish Mm -hmm. uh, or you're always so lazy. That's name calling as well. Um, And those cut to the core. Um, And we know that, you know, you say or do something negative and that's going to have a lot more um, impact than if you do, you know, five positive things or you can do five positive things and the one negative is going to really have a lot of weight. So, okay, let's say you didn't fight fair and those words did slip out. I guess what you're going to have to just do is you know, eat some crow, um, and just say, you know, I'm really sorry. I lost it, you know, and, uh, the old saying of when people are angry, they often say things that they don't mean to. And I was not in a good place and I truly apologize. Um, you know, it was, it was my bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't, I really, you know, would never mean to hurt you. Things just really got to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. again, you know, the, you know, depending on how sensitive your mate is, um, you may have to really uh, add to the credit list before <laughs> you know you you come back out out of the doghouse. Yeah, I I mean I haven't been in this situation, but we know we've heard um, that when there's like an infidelity, for example, mm-hmm. there is that breach of trust that takes uh, a really, really long time and a lot of time and effort Mm -hmm. to work through. Um, And even with that said, sometimes it it still kind of lingers in the background in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Is this I'm I'm not trying to say that this is the same thing, but saying something that like cuts to the core of an individual that mm-hmm. you can't really take back because it's like, oh, th- is that how you think of me? Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that does that is that resonate in the same way with an individual where it's just it's just extraordinarily difficult to get back? Well, you know, again, I mean, if it's the first time that somebody has said something, then you know, it may not be something that's going to linger. It Mm -hmm. depends on the person's sensitivity. It Mm -hmm. depends on what was said. You know, it depends on the apology. It's going to, it's going to take in a lot of different factors, but you know, if, if I bring up something that I know is really, um, a sore spot for my mate and I use it against them, um, that really can, can be very hurtful and take a long time um, for the other person to really feel safe again with you, you know, um, especially if the thing that was said is something, okay, let's say you and I are, are married, uh-huh. okay, and I've revealed something to you that's very personal and I've made myself vulnerable and I've shared this with you. Now, in the heat of stress, you throw this back at me. That is a major Mm -hmm. no-no because that is really going to break my trust. Um, That is going to really make me feel like I can never really let you know about me because it's not safe. Mm -hmm. You know, you use it at a time um, when we're having a fight and that really is a violation. Okay. 
I mean, I, 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 I yeah, yeah, that, that answered my question. Um, okay. So, you know, one of the things we also know is that most of the time when people fight, it's not, you know, we're, they're not fighting mm-hmm. about what they're really fighting about. Mm-hmm. Um, could this be a good thing that the lid finally blew off of something that may have been building up and <coughs> now you can address the real issue in your relationship? I would say yes, if the couple looks at it. What you would have to say is, okay, look, this is what we were fighting about. And and obviously we're both upset by it. And I'm, neither one of us are happy about this. But let's turn this around. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you, f- you know, what you were feeling, because that's really what's more important. Let's see if we can use this to our benefit. Let's not just go round and round and round. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think about, um, oh, I, I was just working with somebody new. And um, she was telling me how um, her <clears throat> husband who was me married previously keeps responding to the texts of his ex very quickly and she keeps you know getting angry at him for it and then he reacts to that and so I asked her a simple question I said well how is it making you feel that she does that and she said it makes me feel like I'm not important to him I said well rather than tell him that he's wrong I said you told me you married him because he's such a nice guy Tell him he's a nice guy, and obviously he's responding because he's a nice guy. Mm. But that when he does that, it ends up making you feel like you're not important mm-hmm. and that you don't matter. And once I explained it to her, she got it like really quickly. It was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so the point is that if you can take your arguments – and say, okay, this is what we're arguing about. We're arguing about the garbage or, or arguing about that I'm always the one that's doing the carpooling or we're arguing about why are we spending so much time at your parents' house, you know, whatever it is. Rather than what the argument is about, when X, Y, and Z are happening, what does it feel like to you? Mm-hmm. Now, what Sue Johnson has helped to demonstrate, and she's just a marvelous, marvelous therapist, Mm -hmm. is that most of the time, the issues are really very, very basic issues. It's about either feeling like I'm not important, I don't matter, I'm not good enough. And so once you get to those issues, then the couple is really starting to talk about the nitty gritty stuff. And once they reveal that to each other, then they can have a much more meaningful connection with each other. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, one thing that we do not talk a lot about, but I do think it's extremely important, is the kids and the kids' role mm-hmm. in all of this. And mm-hmm. particularly when we're talking about the holidays, it typically means that there's there's family around, there's people gathering all the time, whatnot. So. It, it's not a, a, a crazy assumption to say that the kids might have seen the parents fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, should the kids also watch them make up? I don't know if they should be privy to watch them going through the process of the parents making up. I certainly think the kids should be aware that the parents did make up mm. 
I think that they should know that um, parents can fight, and that doesn't mean that they don't love each other. Mm-hmm. There can certainly be a statement of, you know, mommy and daddy were upset about this, but we talked about it, mm-hmm. and we talked about it and tried to really listen to each other and understand how each of us was feeling. Mm-hmm. And once we did that, you know, then we were able to really understand the other person so that the process can be explained, but I don't know if they have to actually be watching the process. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I do agree with you that it's, that I think it's important for children to see the flip side, the positive side of the argument. Yeah, because I, you know, we often hear that uh, parents are the the model of the relationship that the kids will, uh, sure, you know, understand, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, obviously, that my my follow up to what you were saying, and you, you answered most of it here, is if it's appropriate. Obviously, it depends on what the fight is actually about, but if it's appropriate, it, um, you know, I was wondering if it was proper to explain the resolutions to the kid, kids or uh, or plural. Um, as to what a functioning relationship looks like and how they came about that, like how much explanation I guess is, um, you know, because if the parents see kids fighting, depending on how heated it gets, it can get really scary and, you know, just telling them, you know, it's okay. Um, that might not really calm the kids and, you know, granted, depending on the age and a lot of variables, how much they're going to able, be able to comprehend anyway, but, um, how much information should you give them in order to be the good model of fight slash resolution? This is what a healthy functioning relationship looks like. Well, again, you know, I mean, generally the rule of thumb with kids is you give the amount of information that's, you know, age appropriate, or, you know, you answer the questions that a child asks, you don't give more than what they're asking for. So you can just say, you know, to a young kid, mommy and daddy made up because we love each other. And sometimes mommies and daddies fight. Um, but, but, you know, it's okay to be upset with each other, but then you make up Mm -hmm. to an older kid. You might say, you know, we made up because we talked about it Mm -hmm. to an older, older kid. You might say we talked about it. And the way we talked about it is that each one of us got a chance to tell how we felt and the other person listened. So, you know, it's going to depend on, on the child and you're going to, yeah. And, and the child also, you know, if the child says, well, what do you mean that, you know, um, let's say a younger child, well, what do you mean, you know, you talked about it? Well, you know, daddy told me how he was feeling and I listened to him and then I told him how I, I was feeling and he listened to me and we talked about our feelings, you know, so it's going to vary mm-hmm. based on the child's age and based on, you know, the questions that they ask. Yeah. So you add detail and nuance as the age goes up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to this uh, holiday hangover uh, conversation? The only little piece that I wanted to add, almost going back to the first piece we were talking about in regard to our perception of what the holiday should be like. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a topic we've discussed previously. Um you know, so often we're we're 
stalkers on Facebook and we look and see what everybody's doing and, you know, how the stories that everybody's telling on Facebook. And I'm phrasing it that way because I know for certain that many of the pictures and things that are being shown on Facebook is not accurate for what's actually happening in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, couples will show glowing pictures. I want to, you know, um, uh, wish my husband all the love and my best husband all the love in the world on his birthday. You know, he's he's wonderful. He's this. He's that. And meanwhile, they've been fighting for two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so. Holiday time is a time where you're going to see a lot of family pictures and a lot of stories about people gathering together and all being, you know, warm and cozy and loving. And don't think that, oh, wow, you know, they have the perfect family and everything's great. And, you know, why can't we be like that? Because there's a good chance that it's not all that that they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I couldn't agree with that more. I um, w- yeah, we've talked about this many times about uh, how people just put their best face forward. And the yes. other thing about it is not only that, but it's it's not that they are selective in what they post, but it's also that they stage it as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'll admit I've posted a picture of food before, but it's not like I just walked up and snapped it. I I staged my food before I posted a food picture. (laughs) Um, And so when you're posting pictures of your family or your kids, it's staged as well for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, So to think that somebody in the heat of a battle is going to whip out their phone and snap a picture and then post it is asinine. We don't do that in good situations, let alone bad. Right. Um, And then even if we had something that was bad, we would never post it either because you don't want anybody to think ill about you or your relationship or your mate or whatever. So, um, yeah, that is something to to like constantly hammer home. Um, And with that being said, I don't think it's a bad thing to post positive things. And, you know, maybe this is something to discuss further in a future episode about, you know, kind of wishful thinking by posting good things when you are in a fight in private is is it a good thing to post positive things publicly? Does is that going to help change the game a little bit at home? So I don't know, but um, it, it is it is a really interesting shift time that we're living in right now, and uh, you know it's not going to change anytime soon. So, um, okay, well that will do it for us this week, Karen. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Steve. All right. uh, Before we go, I want to remind you guys, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get all this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also find it on our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, Along with um, all the past podcasts, um, if you're having trouble getting them from whatever device you're on, um, and as well, uh, we have 
tons, thousands of articles to help your relationship as well. So if you're looking for uh, advice that we have not covered in a podcast, uh, do a little search. We might have it uh, elsewhere in a different format. So uh, let us know what you think. And if you have any questions for us, we we love hearing them. So uh, one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Bye.